Some years ago, Clint Eastwood released a movie called Gran Torino. And this is kind of typical of a Clint Eastwood movie. He gets to play a character that's kind of gruff. As you can imagine from a Clint Eastwood movie, it's rather violent, kind of the language is a bit coarse. But what's quite interesting, I think, about this movie, especially as it relates to a theme I see in the readings today, is the way that this movie deals with the theme of loss and redemption. Loss and redemption. So in this movie, if you haven't seen it, I'll try not to spoil it if you're planning to watch it, uh, but it is a bit old, so if I do spoil it, it's kind of not my fault at this point. Um, but anyway, in this movie, Clint Eastwood calls this man named Walt. He's an older guy, he's very gruff, and when we encounter Walt, he's gone through a lot of loss. So loss, kind of in the past, he alludes a lot to different times in war where it seems that he had to do some terrible things and terrible things happened around him. But even a deeper loss, or a more recent loss rather, uh, when he lost his wife. So we encounter him and he's recently a widower. And Walt has experienced this great loss. And in the beginning, we see that this loss is threatening to consume him. He's becoming more and more bitter. He's closing himself off from all people, his friends and his family. And then into this story uh, enters this very important relationship between Walt and his neighbors. And his neighbors are newcomers, they're immigrants, they're a different culture than Walt. And at first, Walt is very cruel to them. He acts to them very harshly, very rudely. But as time goes on, Walt begins to have a bit of a relationship with those neighbors. Slowly but surely things happen, some of it not all positive, but slowly but surely Walt's heart opens to these neighbors beside him. And what happens next is quite important, that Walt goes out of his way to help his neighbors, to serve his neighbors, ultimately to assist them in whatever way that he can. And I won't spoil kind of how it ends, but ultimately Walt goes and really sacrifices so much for these people, these individuals beside him, and really this changes him. So ultimately we see that in this movie, the character of Clint Eastwood moves to deal with his loss in a, in a very radical way. This loss that ultimately sought to destroy him through service of those around him. Ultimately, he is redeemed. We all, I think, in our lives experience loss of different kinds. It can be quite severe as Walt went through the loss of a loved one. Someone passes away in our lives. We all experience these losses. But these losses can take other forms as well. Maybe it's a loss of our health. We're not able to do what we did before. Maybe it's a loss of opportunities at work. Maybe it's a loss of a relationship, a friend that we've had a falling out with. In various ways, we all encounter these losses. And like that main character, Walt, uh, these losses at times, if we're not careful, can become bitter wounds in our heart. They can consume us. They can force us maybe even to cut ourselves off from people around us. How can we deal with these losses in a way that can become healing and even life-giving? Here I'd like to focus on the second reading, which is such a beautiful reading from Paul's letter to the Philippians. In this letter, Paul is trying to communicate joy, hope, and peace to a community that is suffering loss. Now, the letter to the Philippians is quite a strange letter when we read it because it's filled of such joy. It's a very joyful, a very hopeful letter. In Paul's letter to the Philippians, we find uh, that expression that's often sung in different songs 
around the campfire at camp, maybe you sang that song, Rejoice in the Lord Always. I say it again, rejoice. This comes from the letter to the Philippians. So on the one hand, this letter is so positive, so upbeat, but behind the scenes, actually, people are dealing with great loss. The Philippians themselves have encountered loss. They're experiencing persecution, struggles both within their community, but also struggles with people outside their community. So the Philippians are experiencing loss. And more than this, Paul himself is experiencing great loss when he is writing this letter. As we learn in this letter, Paul himself is in prison. His freedom really has been curtailed. He's suffering in prison. And yet Paul is able to communicate this message of hope and joy in the midst of loss. How can he do this? Ultimately, the passage that we heard today in the second reading is the key. Paul communicates that when we imitate Jesus Christ and his example of how he coped with loss through service of others, through laying down his life for others, it is then that we can experience healing and life in the midst of our losses. So we heard in that second reading that beautiful hymn, sometimes called a canonic hymn from the Greek word kenosis, to empty. And Paul perhaps came up with this hymn on his own, but it's more likely that this hymn was something that Paul heard in a Christian community, maybe in liturgy, and Paul incorporates it in a very powerful way into this letter. And we heard in this hymn those beautiful words that Jesus Christ, though he was in the form of God, though he had so much, Jesus Christ emptied himself. In other words, he lost so much, kind of emptied himself of his divinity, became a human being, and not just a human being, but a servant and even a slave to others, ultimately emptied himself to the point of giving his life for others. But we hear in the end that God exalted Jesus higher than all creatures. Ultimately, through Christ's self-emptying, it leads to exaltation. The losses that Christ experienced led to new life, not just for himself, but for us as well. Paul then encourages his community to imitate this. The community is going through difficulties, through struggles. They've lost so much, but Paul is encouraging them to be humble, to serve one another, to ultimately put the others in front of themselves. We too then are, are encouraged to do the same as we follow Jesus when we too experience difficulties and losses. The Gospel today has this wonderful parable about these two brothers that teach us ultimately that actions are more important than words. Words, of course, are important, but they must be followed by actions. Jesus invites us each and every day to put that service into action. Could be service in our home, service with our friends, even just service at work by trying to do our job as best as we can. Each and every day, Jesus invites us to serve others, to imitate him, to imitate that canonic hymn that we hear in the Philippians. This parable teaches us so strongly that we shouldn't just say we want to follow Jesus, but it's when we put those words into action, concrete acts of service, that we begin to experience the new life that Christ promises us. Today then in the readings, especially the second reading, we're invited to reflect upon loss, which is such a normal human condition. And the first thing I think we need to do is to recognize that we do experience these losses, to name them, to bring them before our Lord. But we see from Paul's example in the second letter to the Philippians 
that we can find healing in the midst of these losses and even new life when we are able to serve those around us, when we respond like that second son did in the gospel to put those words into action. So we pray then for all those who experience great loss. We pray for our own losses that we've experienced, that we can find healing in life through them, through our service to those around us.